With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope. With your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank you everyone for joining us. Today is going to be a great interview. I want you to know that everybody's talking about the shift. Everybody's talking about frequencies coming in, going out. And certainly our guest speaker today is going to speak about how our pets are helping us shift these frequencies. Species like horses and cats and bunnies and dogs and tigers and lions and bears, oh my, they're all here They're all here and they're chosen to help humanity with their own unique ways on this planet. Today we're going to learn about many different things about our animal kingdom and what they're doing. While humanity has been sleeping, I want all of you to know that our animals have not. Animals of all types of species have been holding the energies for this humanity to awaken for a very long time. It's been going on for thousands and thousands of years. Despite how humans have abused the animal kingdom across this planet, they have still been here uh, helping us every step of the way. Did you know that the whale songs that are in these beloved ocean of ours carries for thousands of miles and they do indeed help balance the titanic plates inside of Gaia Mother Earth? Did you know that the beloved dolphins that we all see and ooh and ah over, that they are here and they have been here for a long time bringing higher knowledge to humans? Did you know that the lions of Africa and the cats of all types have come here to hold certain energies for all species upon this planet? And so we are so glad to have Lori Ann Spanga with us. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit about this amazing woman healer. She is a best-selling author. She is a pronounced speaker and profound speaker. She is a spiritual catalyst, intuitive, guide, mentor. She is also a multidimensional channel, an animal lover, a communicator, energy healer, visionary, light worker, and starseed, who has transformed the lives of thousands, and I mean thousands of humans and animals, via her channeled ascension guidance intuition, sacred energy healing, and animal communication and telepathy. Lori provides transformational experiences. I hope we can talk a little bit about that. Sacred energy healing, dormant DNA activations, and is the founder of Lightworker Boot Camp, 
sacred mentorship for spiritual seekers who want the fast track, and we need that right now, the fast track to their spiritual growth using metaphysical tools and sacred energy healing so that you can break through your barriers of resistance. Heal and transform from your traumas, and we all have those. Live a soul-inspired, divinely aligned life and become the you that you were born to be. Hi, Miss Laurie. Are you on the phone with us tonight? Hello, lovely Reverend Janice. How are you? <laughs> I am good, my lovely one. Um, we have not talked forever in uh, age, so I'm so glad that we were able to get you on for tonight's show. So, And we already have people lined up and wanting to ask you questions, so you let me know if that feels comfortable for you or not with answering questions. Yep. But it's so... Great. So great to have you on there. You know, I just looked at your website, and I I was reading the two online um, things called the School of Animal Communications and the School of Ascension, Enlightenment, and Transformation. And as I was reading, this, especially the School of Ascension, Enlightenment, and Transformation, I thought, oh, my God, we could read that whole thing right here, and they would get a lot of information from what you wrote about those two uh, groups of classes that you give through, via your website. So the first thing I wanted to ask is, can you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself and how this all came about and your awakening to becoming an animal communicator? Yeah, well, first let me just say thank you for having me on your show today. And, yeah, it's so great to reconnect with you. And um, I love your community so much. So thank you for having me. And yeah, how it came about, I will give you the, 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 the heart story of it is like, I was, I think, searching for love, really, not like love, romance, love, I just wanted to know myself as love. And I wanted to develop my relationship with the divine. That's how I started doing this. I was at the time when I really got aligned with my journey, I was like working in corporate America and doing all kinds of unhealthy, you know, behavioral patterns, you know, excessive drinking and smoking and spending and eating. And I was really miserable and working in a corporate job that I didn't like. And I kept going from job to job. My life wasn't working for me. And what happened was my, my brother died of an unexpected drug overdose. I, started getting messages from him who were like telling me you have to get on your path you're just doing the same stuff I was doing and you're going to end up the same way if you don't change and so I I did and I just ended up quitting my job and I started off doing dog training and I started getting messages from the dogs it wasn't like I really had to learn it because I had already been working like to develop my ability to, to really understand what my brother was saying and from there, it was just I was just searching for love. I just wanted to 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 be love. I wanted to know that in my heart of hearts, I wanted to, I really wanted to know that I was a good and worthy and deserving person. And so I was seeking love to be love to to unite with the source that was love that to me was identified as God, you know, God, I was love. And that was how my journey started. 
so I, 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 I started hearing messages from the dogs that I was working with, and, and they were saying, we're going to teach you. Just listen to us. Pay attention. We'll teach you. And then as I started working with the humans who had the dogs, you know, as a dog trainer, I would start hearing from the dogs how to help the humans and then that they lived with. And then I, I just started getting into the healing arts and all the healing modalities. And the more I did that, I started incorporating that into my work. And then the more I did that, I, I started just getting into healing myself of all my own traumas and wounds from my own history and past. And it just kept growing from there. You know, that's kind of my story. I, I ended up having an abduction, like a first contact experience. I was living in Maui. I was meditating every night through the night to try to really, um, I wouldn't have said it at then at that time to increase my vibration. I would have said I just wanted to become one with God. And so I ended up having a first contact experience, and that, I mean, that was a game changer, right? That just changed everything. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's a game changer. People more, more. What's that? That is a game changer. So were you taken on a ship? Were you just... I was teletransported from a meditative state. So I was sitting on my back porch in Maui. I was meditating through the night. I I always used to do that because I was taught, you know, by my teachers, meditate through the night. You don't don't sleep. You'll, You'll get more out of meditating. So I would do that. And one particular night, I remember on the back porch, just, you know, opening my eyes, and I saw uh, what what was a ship, you know, it wasn't a star. This was all pre-2012, you know, it was pre-2011, so there were no, back then in Maui, the airports closed at 9 o'clock at night. This was somewhere around midnight, maybe even later, 2 in the morning, I don't remember the time, but there were no airports open, there were no planes in the sky, and this was too low to the ground to be a star. And it was moving in a circular motion. It wasn't a satellite. And I knew right away that it was a ship. So I just, I was already doing telepathy with the animals. So I just telepathically said, like, if there's anything I can do (laughs) to help, please let me know. And it's kind of funny because back then I didn't really know anything about ships or extraterrestrials or star family races. I, all I knew was that 2012 was coming and my, in my limited viewpoint at that time was that there were going to be extraterrestrials who were going to help us. That's all I knew. I didn't know anything about good guys, bad guys, the light, the dark. I didn't know any of that. So I was teletransported on ship, and the, the biggest thing really that happened was that I had enough of my own, like, DNA and dormant abilities activated so that I would be able to, you know, kind of share them here on Earth as a free will being on Earth, braided in with the future version of me that was a star being, you know. So I call myself like a braid-in, you know, a star seed braid-in, mm-hmm. braided in with a future of myself that just came, in a sense, back in time, so to speak, to anchor in the physical world and really be part of this shift to help Humanity. So that's what I do. <laughs> In a nutshell. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So 
were you, you know, as I continue to read about animal communication and animal advocates and things like that, I know one of the things that when you came to our star gathering one year, you talked about how, and this is kind of controversial, of course, but I'm push the envelope to the edge, but how it, how that we, I don't know, if we must stop eating animals or what do the animals think? of us as yeah. human beings as we're abusing them and using them and eating them and what I mean what must they think of human beings well see this is the thing that's so interesting I mean let's definitely address the eating and thing but let, let me say this from everything I understand and have learned from the animal kingdom is that they are embodying the virtues that we are learning here and those virtues are things like, you know, the highest kinds of behaviors. So, for example, magnanimity, right, the ability to love all, even that which seems to be unlovable. They have that virtue. They don't have to learn it like we do. A more simple example is forgiveness. They already have the virtue of forgiveness. They embody it. They don't have to learn it. Whereas we, many of us, are learning forgiveness in this lifetime. And there's so many other virtues, right? Compassion. They have that virtue. They don't, self-care. They have that virtue. So they don't have to learn those things. So when we, from our perspective, ask, well, what do they think about us and all the abuse? It's almost like, well, they, ha- they already have the virtue of forgiveness. It's not something they have to learn. They already have the virtue of magnanimity. They're able to love us regardless of some of the horrendous things we do. And at the same time, let's understand, just like us, animals have this, this we could say, higher self-aversion. We have a higher self-aversion. And then they have a lower personality self-aversion that's walking the earth in physical form, just like we do. And then they also have an eternal ever-being self, right? That is the eternal aspect of themselves that knows itself as God's source creator, even though it's not the whole, it's, a, it's also an individuated source. And it knows itself as the one that created the animal, that created the human. Like we all have an eternal ever being that knows itself both as God's source creator and knows itself as Reverend Janice or Lori, right? So, mm-hmm. and that, that's is connected to, you know, soul families that also have eternal ever beings that know itself. So, so, so when we talk about like the animal, it, its personality self, you know, if it's, go, if it's in a factory farm, experiences fear, experiences all those lower frequency vibrations of living in an embodied state that, that has, you know, that, that, that surrounds fear or torment or horrible treatment and, you know, suffering and is experiencing pain and suffering. And at the same time, it is most animals are more connected to their higher consciousness, not in the sense that more connected, but more vibrationally aligned with and attuned to those other states of consciousness. But at the same time, if you put an animal in a, in a horrendous situation where it's experiencing you know, it, 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 just like we do, 
it it feels the disconnect more. It feels the fear more than the oneness, the love, the bliss. But in most cases, animals in general are, you know, if they're not in those extreme circumstances, they're more aligned with those higher virtues. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It makes total sense. It makes total sense. Because a long time ago I was told by one of my first teachers that if you're eating an animal that was sent to um, on a killing spree, that we have to not only work now through our fear, but the fear that went through the animal, that we ingest that through the meat. Is yeah, that for true? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll say from a very, from a very practical state, um, when we take death into the body by eating death, we accelerate our death hormones, which maybe science doesn't know that yet. So this is why, you know, it, if you eat too much animals, you can accelerate your death. If you eat too much animal protein, maybe this isn't known by all science, but it is known like in the blue, what do they call them, the blue zones where people eat very little animal mostly just fish, and fish are the one animal species I've discovered through communication who are sort of like, well, we eat each other, so it's like not a big deal that you eat us. But Mm. in the blue zones, where people eat the least amount of animal, but they do eat fish, where they have the longest lifespans. That is interesting, right? So Mm -hmm. whether or not science has discovered this, I don't know, but I do know through spiritual downloads, inquiry, asking, activations, clearings, etc., that when we eat death, we accelerate our death process and we activate death hormones in our body that further accelerates death. And if we eat an energy of an animal, like just like you just said, Reverend Janice, if we eat an animal that was highly traumatized through the death process, we do take on that energy of that trauma we do take on that anxiety or that fear, and then we, of course, will in some way have to heal and resolve that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I am fascinated about, and I just kind of popped into my mind, I know that our animals have a soul contract with us, but I've talked to people who say, well, I've had dogs all my life, but I only have had, um, like, uh, Labradors or um, some type of kind of animal, dog, but it's been the same breed. So why, like some have only had poodles or chihuahuas. or So why do you think that is? Why do you think that some people who have this extraordinary love of chihuahuas, always had chihuahuas, always will have chihuahuas, What what is that sacred contract? Well, let me say what I what I am learning about sacred contracts first, and then this will make that question a little more clear in the answer. Is like, still do believe this and and have a knowing that everything's a contract. Like you and I are holding a phone in our hands right now, and we're on a podcast or a radio show. Like all of that, those things we label, we identify. That's all like agreements, which are a type of contract, and so like. You know, if an animal chooses to be a cow, you're kind of like agreeing to the 
propensities to the likelihoods of what's involved with being a cow, right? But at the same time, any one cow could could make a lot of free will choices in there that will potentially alter the course of that cow's life. Like if a cow falls in love with a child and the child makes a choice to have a cow farm where they never will kill cows for food and then that cow goes to that child's farm as they become an adult, like that's one avenue of choice and possibility. And then on the other hand, if the cow ends up sort of saying, I don't want to interact with any humans, I don't like humans, humans just kill animals and eat them, and then the energy of that cow's choice is, in a way, promotes another choice where then, well, you don't like animals and you don't like humans, and so you're going to create, sort of line up with an experience where humans are abusive to you, right? So these are, we call them contrasts, mm-hmm. but there's free, there is free will in there based on what we think, what we perceive, and animals have that too. They have free will choice too. So... You know, and the free will choice is always like, what do we think? What do we feel? What do we perceive? What do we align with? What are we choosing with our thoughts and our beliefs, our ideas, our emotions, you know, our, our actions and behaviors? So, so from that perspective, there are contracts and agreements that bring us into likelihoods and probabilities, and then there are also choices. So going back to your question, you know, if a person just has a personal love for chihuahuas, they can make soul contracts like animal groups. Like we're going to come together and we're going to learn and grow together. And then the animal group will say, okay, I'll embody as a chihuahua. I'm cool with that. I'll embody as a chihuahua. And we'll, we'll meet up and we'll have some experiences and we'll learn together and we'll grow together and we'll heal and and that's fine, right? Interacting in collaboration with contracts and agreements that promote sort of propensities and likelihoods. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So now when yeah. we're in the midst of the shift, the biggest shift that this planet has ever seen, mm. how are these beautiful, beloved animals continuing to help us and are they stepping it up and helping us more like what what exactly are the animals doing for us at this time when all this light energy is coming in and changes are occurring well it's multi it's definitely multi-level like as you mentioned at the very onset of our show together you mentioned how animals for example whales and dolphins are raising the vibration of waters and like so you have animals who are sort of in the wild speak in nature and they're doing certain things for the planet based on what their contracts or agreements are and a lot of that has to do with raising vibration and frequency and also anchoring in these some of these virtues right anchoring them into the physical world which so many of us light workers are doing right as we develop virtues and qualities, ways of behaving and being, we're anchoring that in as well through our own embodiment. And the other thing that they're doing, the animals, is the biggest thing is they're just helping to heal and transmute energy. So especially for animals who live with a human, you know, they heal and transmute the energy 
that the human has taken on from their environment or circumstances or life situations. So let's say, you know, a human, um, you know, has issues with their relationship issues with their family dynamic, let's just say. And let's say the human maybe doesn't, um, doesn't, the human in question doesn't know how to live in harmony with their family, is really challenged to live in harmony with their family or the relationships around them, then maybe the animal may possibly, for example, develop an issue with their spleen. Because spleen is an issue of, spleen regulates harmony in the body. So they may take on like an enlarged spleen as a way to absorb the disharmonious energy. And then they might develop a physical dis-ease to help that human come into more harmony for themselves. This is just one teeny example. But the big thing to understand is really that animals are sponges. They're sponges. And they're going to sponge up a lot of the energy of the environment they live in. And they're going to do their best in a conscious way to help transmute that energy, right? Especially mm-hmm. the animals who live or the animals in nature in these examples. Animals on farms, for example, and if we go back to the food question, there's a, their job is a little bit different. Um, a lot of times if they're on, for example, a factory farm, they're literally trying to teach major lessons like compassion to the farmers, or, and they need so many of those animals to teach them that because the farmers are taught, literally, most farmers in traditional farming are taught, don't, don't even allow yourself to feel for them. Don't allow yourself to think of them as living beings. Focus on the fact that you're feeding America or feeding the planet. And so, you know, farmers have to do that in a sense. To allow them. So you see, it's like they're, the animals are trying to help the farmers to develop higher virtues, but the farmers have a different perspective. We're feeding America. We're trying to feed the world. So it's, a, it's one of those kinds of dualistic experiences. But just to circle back to your question, is really in all cases, the animals are anchoring in these virtues. They're sponges for the environment that they live in. And they're doing their best to transmute energy and do healing, healing the dense energy and anchoring higher frequencies. That makes sense? It all makes sense. My next question is, is how can we as humans, as star beings who have forgotten who we are, how then would you suggest that we... I'm going to say own our shit, so the animals do not have to do as much as they're doing right now. Do you, you mean that? You know, you know, when I say to people, yeah. uh, be responsible for your thoughts, be responsible for your actions, be responsible for your feelings. I mean, is there, because to me it seems like if the animals have been here for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, holding the energies for our planet and for us until we were able to absorb those frequencies ourselves and integrate those. What can we as 
human beings do now for the animals that have worked so long on our behalf? Yeah, well, what the animals say over and over again, like this is, they always say this, is just get happy. Like not by carpet sweeping, and carpet sweeping is my language for like sweeping things under the carpet or denial. Not that way. Not by overly attaching to all positives, but by healing and transmuting your own pain and suffering, right? Healing and that's the business of healers, right? But light workers, that's what we do. Heal and transmute your pain, your your trauma, your suffering, your upsetness in appropriate situations like with a healer or in a healing circle or with a therapist or in an appropriate time and space, like time and place. And then live the best life you possibly can. Live in accordance with your highest virtues and values, which is joy, happiness, love, care, compassion, peace, harmony, forgiveness, etc. What freedom? Freedom is an important value on Earth these days. Like people need to value that. So whatever your values are, like maybe you know, consideration, understanding, you know, all of those. Develop and cultivate the values that matter most to you and live according to them and enjoy your life to the best that you possibly can. Be joy, be enjoyment, be love, be happiness, you know, be the virtues and the qualities that you want and without carpet sweeping, appropriately address your pain and suffering as well so that you no longer need to carry it around with you so that you don't have to dump it out on someone else inappropriately so that your animals don't have to absorb it for you or from you. And in so doing, we are all like, we are lifting the planet because one thing Mother Earth has said in channeling and the animals have said this too, in, you know, channeled information that's come through is that when one person on earth is uplifted, the whole of earth is uplifted. Like one, one person can help uplift the whole planet just by healing our own issues. That's yeah, how I believe right? that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's perverse is true too. When mm-hmm. one person suffers additional suffering, the whole of humanity is brought down. The goal of this shift is to to elevate our consciousness and our vibration and to align more fully with these these vibrations that are more associated with happiness, love, joy, peace, harmony, prosperity, wellness, goodness for all, for the collective. So when we do our inner work, by healing and resolving our own issues, not only are we helping the animals that we love and live with by by resolving our own inner issues, we are we are literally helping the whole of humanity. Hmm. We just didn't know that before. We didn't realize that. We thought as light workers we were like, oh, how do we help humanity? What do we do? How do we help the world? And it turns out, well, just like we've been saying it, but now we really get it. Like help yourself yeah. without harming anyone else without adding any harm help yourself and you will help the whole of humanity not to mention of course the animals 
That is so important. Well, we have so far three callers for three questions. So I am going to put on our air our first caller to ask Lori a question. Hello. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the Hi. Hope, Pure Hope Thank Show. You. Do you have a question for Lori? Yeah, I have a question for either of you, if you get any insight. It's not related to animals, but I'm trusting on your intuition and your insight, um, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Wonderful. So I am a light worker as well. I, I know my mission is to heal, and I'm currently a volunteer in a hospice, and um, my goal is to help uh, bereaved families, and there isn't currently a program in place, but I do have a background um, in uh, social work, um, but I'm, I'm a volunteer, so there, I'm limited to what I can do. So I'm, I'm wondering if you, if either of you have any insight whether I should go ahead and pursue a death doula or if my master's will be sufficient moving forward in order to help others. Dennis, do you do you want to address that, or do you want me to start? Or uh, I can. Def- yeah, go ahead. You can address what? it. Okay, I will. Can I first just ask the caller? You didn't say your name. What's your name? Miranda. Mm-hmm. Miranda. Hi, Miranda. Yeah. Hi. Okay. The first thing I want to say is there's such a need for um, what you're talking about, helping people through transition, and also the grief you know, grief associated with when somebody transitions to help those who are right. left behind. That's what mm-hmm. I'm hearing you say, right? That's what you're wanting right. to do. Am That's I right? Correct. Okay. Yes. yes. And so what I want to tell you is that your question was, you know, should I pursue A or B? Is A good, good going to be good enough or is just my master's going to be good enough? Like meaning A choice or B choice. And the bigger the bigger purpose, the bigger message for you that I'm understanding first is that it's not, it's irrelevant which one you pursue because Mm -hmm. your service, your contribution, the difference that you make is going to come from within. It's not about the external validation of this degree or that degree. It's the doula option, which either or, or both are great. What the real message for you is that your job is to cultivate the gifts from within and the confidence and knowing and certainty from within you that what you're offering has so much value and worth that will serve and support so many people and has so much credibility because you do it not only from the heart but because you will have a demonstrated track record through your service that you're already doing and more to come that will have so much value and worth so much so be so magnificent it has nothing to do with the credential it has it's a proven track record and the inner cultivation of your gifts which are coming through you through your connection with the source the eternal source that is flowing through in you and through you and is going to continue to emanate from you and and that is more important. And to literally what I'm being told to tell you, to offer you, is that there is no external criteria that could ever match 
that. And that that's what your foundation will be built on. And certainly pursue the other avenues if they are joyful and inspiring to you. Follow the joy. Follow what you value and joy, enjoy the most, not because, not because it's going to give you some kind of external credibility or validation, but because you love and enjoy it and it's going to build on the fundamental frequencies in you that are already expressing from you. Does this make sense and is this helpful to you? No, it does. It does. I just feel like we live in a world that does look for credibility. So from that point of view, I felt like would it help me to bolster uh, confidence in others? But of course, it's coming from within. I I, I know this is my mission. Uh, I feel called to do this work and and looking yes. forward to could, helping others. And if I can yeah. add, and I'm interrupting you just to give you more. Yeah. Destroy, yeah. discreate, uncreate, and send to the light. Now, if you are willing, belief that you live in a world where external validation is so important that it's going to in any way, shape, or form have authority or dominion over you. Just send it to light now. If you're willing, and I will help you, you just have to say mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, yeah, just let it yeah. go. Let's do that now. Okay. Yeah, you don't need that, right? Because that okay. is a limiting belief. It's a limiting belief. We live in a world where the world conforms to your consciousness. Mm-hmm. There's a collective here. Some people believe that you have to have all these kinds of um, certifications, and other yes. people mm-hmm. don't. And the mm-hmm. people who are meant for you are going to be a reflection. They're already in your soul family. They're mm-hmm. already waiting for you. They're not sitting mm-hmm. around wondering what kind of credentials you have. They just need you. Perfect. Those people no, are already available mm-hmm. waiting. And the world that we live in is conforming to your belief system. So seek okay. and find any belief system you have that would limit you and get okay. rid of it. Send it to life. And then ask okay. the source creator God to just bring to you what's right. And take the right appropriate action. By the okay. way, I would just say, depending on the experience you want to have, this will be the final piece I'll add to this. If the, you want to have is a little more traditional and conformist, the option of a traditional um, degree is going to reveal that more traditional. If you want something that's a little less mainstream and a little more out of the box and perhaps a little more progressive, the option of the doula is going to reveal more of that for you. Both choices are available. Neither one is right. It's up to you to choose what feels better. Well, I already have one. I was just wondering whether to pursue the doula route. Um, but I see. I'm yeah. sorry. I apologize. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Yeah, so okay. I hope that's helpful for you. And Janice, if you want to pipe in anything there. Well, I I would ditto that. The only thing, Miranda, I would add is that mm-hmm. I've been doing this work of channeling and helping and serving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my biggest curriculum and credentials have come from my heart, and people have known that throughout the years that have come to me. Mm-hmm. And that my credentials are my sincerity, my love, and right. my connection to the divine. And um, right. it's a sacred contract. 
to have passion mm-hmm. to work with right. people like you do that and that 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 is is beautiful and i understand why you say well some people might see me as more legitimate for that position if i go and get um uh death doula uh credentials yeah. or um but just like Laurie said some places will not need that Right. Because right. The, the new birthing of the new world, again, mm-hmm. that, that's kind of an old program of thinking. I need to do this before I can do that. Right. I, I absolutely. So. I guess. I guess. I guess because I am seen as a volunteer right now, and and despite my background and my my degree, um, there there was a volunteer. I mean, there was a patient that I really connected with, and I couldn't do more because I was seen as a volunteer. And. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like it was a missed opportunity. I reached out to her a few days after I made that connection, and I feel like if I if if I had the go ahead, I would have connected earlier, and I would I I'd be at a different place with her now. So she she said she wasn't in the mood to talk when I reached out a few days ago, and I'm hoping she'll change her mind. And I don't know. Um, well, here's the beauty: number. if 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 that's the shoehorn, if that's mm-hmm. the title and the education or the certificate, whatever, if that's the shoehorn that can get you through the opening of helping people do this beautiful, beautiful transition, which there'll be many doing right now uh, because Mm -hmm. of all the baby boomers, then for me, um, I would take the shoehorn. I would do the shoehorn. Mm -hmm. If I... If if that's what it takes at this time to get right, through right. through that opening, but yeah, I agree no, with Lori. It's your passion it's, and your love. Um, that's what see me free. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. You're right. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate the uh, validation. Uh, you're right. You know, at the end, I think when when someone has a mission or someone is a light worker, we will find people to help and serve, regardless yeah. of the titles. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you yeah. both very much. Yeah. I yeah, well, it. thank you for calling. I appreciate your phone call. Okay, let's go to our next phone caller. Um, she's from area code 504. Hi. Hi, welcome Hello. to your Hope Show. <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm, uh, I've am i talked to Lori a long, long time ago. I was... Um, so happy to see you on the roster today. Um, and I was, uh, I'm at a difficult spot right now as far as like my spiritual journey, like for a light worker. And I was wondering, like, it feels like I have a very thin skin or I'm completely worn down, but everything is wearing me down right now. And I was just wondering if you um, see anything about that. Can you tell me your name? What's your name? Debbie. Sorry. Sorry about that. Debbie. So nice to meet you. Debbie, first, when someone gets worn down, it's usually... What's your birthday? I'm just looking for validation of what I already kind of... February know. 12th. Yeah. So you're a Pisces, right? No, Aquarius. Pisces? Oh, Aquarius. Okay. You're Aquarius. Sorry. All right. So first, you're worn down, of course, because Saturn and... Saturn's been moving in retrograde through your house. So it's just gone forward today, actually, yesterday or today. Um, 
that will probably ease up for you going forward planetarily. But you have to get the lesson, right? The reason uh-huh. we get worn down is because we are expending more energy. We are in expending, like giving more than we are receiving. Exactly. <laughs> so our output, right, and this is the primary reason behind aging too, by the way. It's not other oh. than belief system. When we output more than we input, when we're out of balance with the with the giving or the output, this will age us, right? And we get tired. We run out of energy. We get weaker. We get depleted. And so the lesson really for you is, in a sense, to start receiving and allowing. What are the feminine energies? Receive, accept, and allow. Flow, be. So what that means is you need to take time to be still and consider yourself on, let's say you're in a healing phase of your life right now. And this healing phase, at least for the next week to 30 days, requires you to do nothing, nothing, except for listen to the inner voice that says something like this. Right now, I'd like some water. And then you go give it some water. And then it says, right now, I'd like to sit outside on the back porch and do nothing. And then you go do I've that. I've been doing that. It, <laughs> I've been sitting on the porch. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, now I can hear your voice, right? So right now, I'd like to sit in a hot bath with Epsom salts. Right now, I'd like to go for a walk by a stream. Right now, I'd like to take a nap. Right now, I'd like, I'd like a green juice, raw green juice. Like, it has to be that you consider that you are in a replenishment phase, a healing phase that will be at least, at least seven to thirty days, at least that, where everything is about nurturing you from the inner voice, the voice within that will tell you what you need to do, if any doing is required at all, what that doing is so that you can replenish and renew. Right now, I'd like to do yoga. Yes. Or right now, I'd like to listen to a sound bath. And you listen to that voice no matter what because it's the one that your voice in you is going to restore you, to renew you. And if the voice sound, begins to sound like obligation, I have to, I should, tell the voice, thank you so much. Right now, I have to listen to the voice that tells me how to care for me. It's not a voice of obligation. It's not a voice of debt. It's not a voice of have to. And okay. it's, it'll never be a voice of harm to another either. So it's not going to say, call up your mom and tell her all the terrible things she did to you. <laughs> like that's not, that's not gonna, it's not going to bring any kind of drama, pain, suffering. It's not going to invite any of that in either. It's going to be a very simple voice of love and care. And that's what you need to do. For, like I said, a good period of time until you're replenished. It's not going to be about caring or taking care of others either. Not that you will dismiss them or cause harm to them. Just say, 
you can't answer the phone this moment because your your aunt is calling for the third time today. You can't. You're just going to screen the call, not because you don't love her, just because right now you have to take care of you. Yeah, that that, that, I do feel guilty. I, 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 right, I took well, my that, mother right. in. Right. And you, you took your she's father. She's not in. nice. <laughs> right. Okay. So yeah. all that guilt, that guilt is what, that guilt energy has to be sent to the light. Right now, and it's not its not going to happen in 30 seconds because that is a pattern you've developed because you feel guilty. Why does somebody mm-hmm. feel guilty? Because they're not good enough, worthy enough. All of that requires healing, which we can do, but you need more than 30 seconds for that, right? Send your guilt to the light. Ask source creator God, take all the guilt away from me, every program, pattern, belief, belief system, everything about guilt, all the energy of guilt, take it away. Send it to the light. Transmute okay. it now. And all that is just a layer of something covering up some part of you that doesn't feel worthy, deserving, lovable. You are worthy and deserving because you exist. You don't need guilt to teach you that. You're worthy mm-hmm. and deserving because you exist, because you are. That's mm-hmm. it, period. We are worthy and deserving. We are lovable. Because we exist. But you took mm-hmm. your father in as a way to prove to yourself, right? You can validate this. You know this. As a way to mm-hmm. prove to yourself now that you're a good person. Or, yes, because you care. Because you are a caring person, of course. But you mm-hmm. can't do it to your harm or detriment. So this is a that becomes a boundary issue. These are some of the things you've got to be working on. I'm okay. just giving you food here. A healer, any qualified healer that you resonate with can help you with this, right? Yeah, I mean, even the animals I don't rescue anymore. I just can't. I just, I I can't even, like if someone, you know what, I mean, I've had animal deaths this year too, and it's just, there were mom's animals, and it was, she said, how are you not sad? I'm like, because I have so much practice with it actually right now. You know, I felt dead inside. And that's mm. so you really have, weird because <laughs> I took Reiki and right. all this and ugh, <laughs> inner rescue in there, right? The rescuer—that's an archetypical path. You've made peace with with the animals, but then you brought your—it was your father you brought into your house. Is that right? No, my mom, my mother. I apologize. You said your mom, and I heard father. So, yeah. So, but you. So now you did it with your mom. You just replaced the rescuing of animals for the rescuing of another human. True. Oh wow. Right. All of these are patterns that we we develop in life as ways to cope or to somehow prove something to us. Yeah. Right. But at the end of the day, this is what it is. It's, you're at a time right now where you need to be caring for yourself and that's what's gonna lead you to the next step because you've taken on a lot. Like if your mom's in your house and you're saying that she's not very nice, that's environmental, like, toxin for you. And we're not saying right. to poop on your mom. We're saying that somehow there's probably some better solution that will present itself as you do more healing on your own self, which right now is about self-care, self-nurturing, okay. self-love. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, that makes sense. Start. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Will you please 
please get yourself. I know Reverend Hope. Reverend Hope knows so many people. Please, or just anywhere that feels right and appropriate to find yourself some good healing so you have the support that you need so someone's there for you. And they, that person knows that their job is to show up 100% to support you during the time so that you can get the, that healing that you need in addition to taking care of yourself. Okay. And then you'll be able to, you know, branch off more from there. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank All you. Right. Thank okay. you for calling in and yeah. take good care of yourself. You're worthy of it. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for calling. We have another caller with area code 203. Are you on? Hello, 203? Yeah. Who is this? Yeah, hi. Michelle. Michelle, Hi, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks. Um, so, um, do you um, read messages from animals? Is that it? Yeah, that's one thing I can certainly do. Do you have an animal you want me to try to connect with? Well, um, yeah, I've got... Um, so, the funny thing is that this year has really been dominated by cats. And I've got one male and... I don't know what the kittens are because I just had four kittens, but I've got a total of nine cats, most of whom are females. So that's a, a lot, lot of cats. Of cats. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of cats. Yeah, the four the four new ones are only two weeks old, so I'll find homes for those. But um, well, do you want me to make a connection with one, or do you want me to? I can bring you a message. I mean, you have to tell me what you want. Yeah, well, the message from my orange male. What's the orange male's name? Little guy. Hmm. Okay, here's here's overall between you two. We are both big beings in small bodies. We are both sometimes playing small, she and I. We are both small and big at the same time. We are bigger than, larger than life and at the same time, not reaching, not entirely reaching our potential. We sometimes see and perceive ourselves as less than we are. We have greatness within us. This is what's coming from your cat. Does this make sense for you, Michelle? Um, no, not really. The translation um, that I'm not, hearing not exactly. is I'll translate it in a different way. You are much greater than the limited way you are experiencing yourself. That's what I'm getting from your cat. That you are playing small right now, and there's something within you that wants to come forward that is much greater. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Um, I think she's less than she is. She's a big personality who thinks she's less than she is. 
Hmm. If it doesn't resonate, it's okay, but that's what I'm getting. I, I'm I'm pretty good at this stuff, so I, I know what I'm getting. But it doesn't if it doesn't resonate for you, you can play with it, you know, and see if it resonates. Why was it that cat? Tell me, why is it that cat that you wanted to get a connection with? With that cat, I have a very um, strong connection with, um, and he just, well, I have a strong connection with the, the oldest cat, too. You know, Peaches is my oldest, and then him, because he really just really grabbed me emotionally, you know, really bonded with me, and... I just would do anything for for that cat, and tragically, he was up in a tree for seven days, and I just, you know, like was out there risking my life, getting trying to get him. So oh, that's um, really it was connected. Even that you say that you risking your life, you're much bigger than you give yourself credit for. You know, sometimes our animals, like I don't always pick up those or. It, it, in it's such a short call. It's not like your animal's going to tell me sometimes all these little specifics. It's more like what the big message that your animal wants to get through. And I still am getting this. My understanding is that you, you as a person, you have great potential within you. And you are, like your cat is, in a sense, saying, like, she's so amazing and so wonderful and she doesn't see it. How come she doesn't see how amazing and wonderful she is? How come she's not recognizing? How come she's playing small? That's what I'm getting from. I don't don't think I am, though. I I plod through life, but I mean... For for example, after the she was stuck up in the tree, I I filed a patent. I have a patent pending now. That's not. Oh my god, that's, that's not awesome. Doing... What is the patent? Yeah. What? what is the patent? I can't really say what it is. I guess because it's a patent. I can. I, I I can. I can. It's it's a cat rescue tunnel and method of apparatus to hang it. It's um because it's patent pending. It's, you know, um, I really protected. don't think I'm. I don't think I'm off. I want to ask you. I think this is within you, that your cat's picking up, and what your cat, the way I'm translating it, the way it's delivered to me, it's like you're meant for something great. Like you just told me, you're filing a patent. That's awesome. I just don't think I'm reading this wrong. You're you're meant for something great. Something great is going to come out of this. We just need to. And you're, as you're saying that, it's like, that's so awesome. That's so incredible. Something <laughs> it is. No, it's, it's incredible, so but it's not like I, it's not like I sit around and don't, don't do things that are big. Cause that's, that was pretty big. I put in an enormous effort and that patent is moving along. It's actually moving yeah. along now. It's patent pending. Wow. Yeah, and you know, yeah, then you know I, I just I'll just say this last thing and I think this is what's more important you're doing it is that a lot of times when I am asked to get something it's to it's to grab something that the person is unconscious of so that it can be cleared and resolved so that they mm-hmm. can be done with it. Right? And a lot of times I'll grab things that it may be on some level 
if I were to go deeper even, like, for example, if I, if I were to go back to the first caller as an example of what I'm saying, one thing I didn't say is that her, 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 she had a past life where everything was all about, like, what was legal, what was the rules, constricted, right? And she's trying to break free of that in this lifetime. But I didn't bring that out. It was, it's unconscious, right? So for you, on a parallel, if I were to bring out this unconscious thing, it's like you're breaking free from something. I, I wouldn't even necessarily say it's past life, but just in your own unconscious. You're breaking mm-hmm. free of something in the past where you perceived or kept yourself small. And this cat just brought it to life. And if I didn't translate it exactly right, but that's what I get. You're breaking free of something that has in the past kept you small. Anyway, I hope that's helpful. If it's not baby bathwater, you can always toss it out. But I get yeah. that you're meant for something really great, and this patent's gonna is just evidence of that. So I hope it's helpful. Okay. So <laughs> what you. I would like you to know is the number nine is revered in Hinduism. I thought it was interesting that you had nine cats, and the number nine is absolutely revered in Hinduism and considered a complete and perfect and divine number because it represents the end of a cycle in the decimal system. And so just as um, Lori was talking about that a new beginning or something bigger or something more, so at the first, when I began to read that the African cats and the household cats are holding a particular uh, circuitry or energies uh, for all the species of the planet right now, including and most of us, of human beings. And so with the nine number, um, that is a complete and whole and divine and used number in Hinduism quite a bit. And so it's the complete and divine connection. And when you're holding that in your essence, everything goes smoother. Everything will get smoother. And that's why you have this loving connection, not only to your yellow cats, but to all those cats. You have to have a big connection to the number nine. So I would tell you, to also look for the symbols of nine. Uh, you know, that's nine. That's so cool Pardon? because nine, nine is transformation. Yeah. My birthday is 29, right? So 29-11. But so the nine is transformation. Michelle, is your birthday have a five in it or what is your birthday? Mine's November 29th. Oh, that's hmm. so funny. You got a twenty nine. You're an eleven eleven. What's your last two digits? I just think you have 56. a feel at five somewhere in fifty six. Fifty six. Fifty six yeah. is eleven. Fifty six is eleven. You've got eleven, eleven, eleven in your numbers. Yeah. You have something really powerful in you. There's no mistake. Pathway. Eleven, eleven, yeah. eleven are your numbers. And there's a twenty nine in there. Those are my numbers. Only it's not my birthday, but my numerology. So oh. you've got 11, 11, 11. There's a 29 in your birthday. So let me just do this life path across. I want to see if I can find a five. But 11 plus 29 is 30, 40, is 50, 66. Your path, life path, do I have 66? You add that all the way across without reducing, it would be at 66 if I got it right. 
11 plus 29 is 30, 40, 50 plus 11 is 66. Yeah, your life path is a 66, which is 12, which is 3. Three. Communication. Isn't, That's that a, big wait, thing. isn't it a 7? 11, 29, and then 2, 4, and then 19, 56? 5, yeah. 6, 7. I, so I add up those numbers, it comes down to a 7. I'm going to redo it really fast. Hold on. 11 plus 29 is 40. Plus the one and the nine is fifty. Plus the five and the six is sixty. Ah, sixty-one, not sixty-six. You're right. Your life path yeah. is a sixty-one-seven. Okay, that's fine. So your life path is a sixty-one-seven. Sixty-one-seven. Seven is all about um, spiritual connection. So yeah. spiritual connection, and here's the funny part about seven too blind spots, getting past your own blind spots. So in numerology, your blind spot, this probably, this makes sense, right? You are, I mean, you get 11, 11, 11 in your numbers. You get a 29. That was so insightful, Reverend Hope, of you saying the nine, because it opened up this other whole thing here. So fascinating, right? So in a sense, you have this, this incredible mastery it's who you are. That's what you know. You know that about yourself. And you have to get past your own blind spots through six you know, the sacred heart center, right? Through your heart center, yeah. you're going to you unify spirituality, with your spiritual connection. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say that, oh, I was just going to say that I, I, do, um, I do a very hard job. So I work with a lot of um really smart people and it's it's hard to you know put yourself above anybody like that because they're all very very smart so it's not it's not like I can go around saying oh you know I'm really great you know because I'm really every cog in the wheel all right I just I just want to say everybody has their own unique brilliance and magnificence. Everybody has their own unique gifts. Your 11 are giving you a degree of mastery that not everybody has. They're giving you a certain level of, it means you've been gifted with certain talents and abilities that are not common to all. That doesn't make you better than somebody because they have something else that's unique to them and yeah. you do have to get past your own blind spots seven well it tells me why you couldn't see what I was sort of giving you because just if I unpack your conversation right now your dialogue went to well I work with all these smart people I'm not any better than them well okay so that tells me some part of your consciousness is, is wrestling with where you stand in terms of your contribution or your what you're contributing or like in relationship to um, others which who is a relationship well, me, number well let me put that well I have to put that into perspective too I I just literally started a new job yesterday which puts me mm-hmm. at where one and I'm, I'm not feeling like particularly confident but in my other jobs I have certainly mastered above other people 
Right. Okay, but let's so you just said you're not feeling particularly confident right now. And your cat brings in this message saying, Why isn't she seeing herself as great as she is? And you have a seven in your life path that says getting past your own blind spots. And here I am, like, trying to get this through to you. Like, your your cat's seeing that you're just so great. And you just tell me, I don't feel so confident right now. Well, this is what your cat is saying. Be confident. Know your magnificence. Know your brilliance. You've got something great in you. You've got so much great to offer. That's what your cat said. And you couldn't (laughs) Well, you know. You couldn't well, you know, how that it's, it's going to take a little time. It's going to take plotting through it and learning all this new all right. stuff. And, and well, we hopefully, offering, well, I would I'm tell you to take all, all of this in and to remember that today yeah. is a solar eclipse yeah. as well. And it's right. a big day for messages, frequency, vibration, nines, and again, to use that nine and that those gateways as a new opportunity. Um, and 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 I, if I were you tonight, I would take a look at YouTube's information of what the solar eclipse means, because there's no coincidence. This is a sacred contract that you got online, and that this conversation is going on. So maybe the gift okay. doesn't sink in right now. But maybe the the gift of that information or message will sink in as you reap the benefits by looking at what the solar eclipse means, what nine means, and what those elevens means for your life. Okay. And, I, I um, say one thing too, because I I know that when um, first of all you're a Scorpio, right? Well, you're 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 right at the end, twenty nine. You're actually a Sag, but you have a strong scorpionic influence, no question. Even in the dialogue, I can feel that strong scorpionic energy. It's a scorpionic eclipse. It's happening in a sign that's basically just overlapping with your sun sign. It may even be your rising sign. I don't know because I'm not looking at your chart. But this eclipse is affecting you. This is a wake-up call. So your your seven, your life path is asking you to become more vibrationally aligned, the fact that it's a six and a one is asking you to start to access more of your sacred heart. The heart knows what the brain can't figure out. And your animal got to write to the message right away. Have the courage. Know who you are. You're magnificent. You have great things in you. And know that you're at that job for a reason. You're meant to be there. So you can bring this greatness through. So I hope that's helpful. Okay. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for calling in. Well, Lori, let's talk a little bit about your school of animal communication and your other school of ascension and enlightenment and transformation. What do those two um, workshops, I believe it's an on- online workshop or online seminar? Yeah, well, they're they're you know, in the beginning of next year, I'm going to be launching basically mentorship, two mentorship programs. One, the first one will be the Lightworker Bootcamp, where it's really about using all of the sacred tools that we have access to, whether it's numerology, astrology, the Akashic Records, you know, all of our healing gifts to really align ourselves with the divinity that we are and to utilize 
you know, the these non-physical, um, all the non-physical gifts that are available to us to to transform our lives and just to become the people that we're meant to be, you know, in all the greatness that we are. The animal communication one will be very much the same, except except that it'll be focused on animals, whether it's energy, you know, animal communication, telepathy. It's really, that is to me what this evolutionary shift is. It's about us bringing the greatness of the divine, the non-physical consciousness, energy and vibration into the physical world so that we can all improve the quality of our lives and the lives of all beings on earth, of humanity, you know. So that's what those are about. Right now, for the balance of this year, I'm working on still, like, 11.11, we have our, um, the 11.11 portal, we're doing DNA activations, because, of course, all of this stuff is stored in our DNA. And then on 12.12, I'm doing a predictions call, so people can be kind of prepared for the upcoming energies. And overall, that's like that's what I'm here for, just to help people and animals navigate the world using the tools and consciousness of the non-physical, right? And to mm-hmm. shift and up-level our vibration. So yeah, and I love that. I love, I just, I love that work. I know you do this much of this, really the same. You know, so similar in your unique way. Yes, because that's what we're here to do is to help. Yeah. I love it when you say live a soul-inspired, divinely in- aligned life and become yeah. the you you were born to be. This is yes. what is happening right now. We are all being yeah. called to live a soul. In- and you and I both, you know, I always tell people, I don't have to get drunk. I'm drunk on life. I mean, <laughs> to live <laughs> right. a soul inspired divinely aligned life and become yes. the you that you were born to be yes and that's what you do in all the work that you do if our guests who are listening and will continue to listen to this uh, where could they get a hold of you miss Lori? Yeah, um, well, first I would love to offer people a free gift if they want to learn more about animal communication, telepathy, and energy and how they can start using that in their own homes and with their animals and animals anywhere in the world. Um, they can go to lorispania.com forward slash free gifts forward slash animals. And um, it's my name, right, L O R I S. P-A-G-N-A. That's my website, lorispania.com. And if they want to know more about, like, the lightworker side and activating their DNA, and they can get a free gifted DNA activation at lorispania.com forward slash free gifts forward slash DNA. There's lots of other great gifts there, too, stuff about star seeds. There's an abundance prayer. It's an amazing prayer for abundance, and it really is effective and works Um Lots of free gifts over there. There's a free healing community that people can get themselves and their animals in on as well. Once they're in the community, they get access to that. So um, that's really mostly through the website at lorispania.com. And, of course, I'm all over YouTube as well. They can go to the YouTube channel and get tons of great content there. Um, There's a wonderful DNA activation on on the YouTube channel for um, codes of immunity and imperviousness, which help with things like viruses, et cetera. And are you yeah, still traveling the nation to some uh, s- uh, summits and <laughs> seminars? 
Yeah, you know, I've been on the road for three years right now as we speak. I am literally, I am literally parked on the border between Connecticut and Mississippi. I'm not kidding. I oh. literally, I can see right in front of me the sign <laughs> for Mississippi, like, like feet in front of me. So it's kind of funny, right? But yeah, I've been traveling yeah. and love that. And um yeah, I'm always I'm I speak at a lot of conferences and conventions and next one I'll be in Los Angeles coming up in February. So wow. I love to do that. So Wow, wow. Well I just want to thank you not only for being on the program this evening but also just for all the work that you've been doing and for waking up and for knowing how we can take care of ourselves and awaken and uh, help us with these animals that are on our side and helping us every step of the way here upon the planet. So I just want to thank you dearly for the work that you do upon the planet. I know that it's important at this time. Thank you so much, Reverend. And right back to you, Reverend Hope. I love you. I, I have always enjoyed your community. I think you have such a wonderful community over there. And um, I appreciate you for all the work you've done as well. And most of all, thank you for having me on the show tonight. It was really fun. Yeah, thank you. And thank you to all of our callers that call in. That's, it gives me such great pleasure because then I know that this program is being listened to across the nation. We have phone calls from all the way from New York City to Florida to San Diego to New Mexico and up by Canada. So I just want to thank all of our listeners as well. Just to side note, I want to let you all know which Lori has spoken at our Star Gathering. We are going to have the fifth annual Star Gathering. It's going to be a virtual event. We have teachers from across the nation once again that are known internationally. They are spiritual teachers and healers and shamans and star beings that are going to talk about ETs. They are beings who are coming with channeled messages about this time here upon this planet and so much more. And uh, some of our guests, that's going to be a virtual event on December 16th, 17th, and 18th. The 18th will be a panel of these um, presenters, Garrett Duncan, who is uh, uh, 100% Navajo uh, Native American, who is going to be speaking uh, and be the keynote speaker on Friday on the 16th, Reverend Carrie Chapman, Dave the Mystic, who has been on the Coast to Coast show um, a couple of times, Caroline Oceana Ryan and Maya, Maya Christine um, Nortum. I hope I am saying that right and correct. And they all come with a specific message, activation, channeling that will help you. If you are interested in this, there is still the early bird for all of these speakers and all of those days, which will be virtual, and it will be recorded so you can watch it again. It's just one, 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 which is $111 to listen to these fantastic speakers. How you can get tickets or on the schedule for this virtual star gathering uh, annual convention is that we want you to go to Eventbrite and uh, it's called and tune in to Virtual Star Gathering 2022 and you will see it there. 
So, once again, Lori, I thank you for being on our program tonight. I thank all of our callers. I want you to know that we can help our animal friends and companions just through this. Deep appreciation, deep gratitude and love. Take time every day to let your animals know that you know how hard that they are working for you on your behalf. Tell them, show them, and assist them in their journey as well by taking care of them, giving them good food, and proper attention when they need. So I thank all of you and for listening. Thank you once again, Lori. Until we meet again, namaste, namaste, namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.